Welcome to the Natural Super Kids Podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Jessica Donovan here. And today we're delving into the topic of weight concerns when it comes to children. Now, if I'm honest, this is a topic I've avoided for fear of saying the wrong thing um, or triggering anyone. Of course, we need to really tread carefully with this topic in terms of the language that we are using especially the language we are using that our kids are hearing. Um, You know, any sort of food restrictions are a definite no-go. And I know as parents, we're all, you know, concerned. It's in the forefront of our mind, the body image and how our kids, um, you know, see their body and all of the huge influences that are coming, that they are bombarded with from a very young age about how they should look. Um, and we don't want them to become, you know, focused on the way that they look. We all do so much work in that area um, so that our kids, you know, or to protect our kids from all of the things that they are seeing out there when it comes to body image and um but but also we know that there are health consequences associated with weight gain in children in overweight children obese children so i think it's an important conversation that we have and i'm yeah looking forward to having this conversation with you about, you know, or or for those of you who are concerned that your child is overweight um, or has been putting on more weight. And of course, this is, you know, very developmentally normal at different stages um, when puberty hits, uh, our kids' body ch- bodies change. And, um, you know, for some parents that can be like, oh, is this normal? Um, are they putting on too much weight? So it is really tricky. And I do not claim to have all of the answers. You know, I'm not an expert in this area, but I think it's really important um, that, we, that we talk about this and that I sort of offer you my thoughts and advice when it comes to um, you being concerned potentially about your child's weight. So let's start with um, what you what I what I think you should focus on. So in no way do I recommend that you focus on your child's weight, even if they've been, you know, diagnosed as being overweight or obese or have some sort of other diagnosis related to their weight. We really want to take the focus off of our child's weight and onto their health. So that is my number one tip is to focus on your child's health rather than their weight. When we focus on their weight, you know, we're going to be thinking about things like how can we restrict how much food they're eating or how many calories they're 
they're having? What diet is it okay to put my child on? You know, how can I get them to to be exercising more? Are there any medications maybe that I can give them for um, to help them lose weight? And unfortunately, even, um, you know, is there surgery? You know, you Google weight loss surgery for kids and it is a common question that it, that is Googled. So we really don't want to be thinking along those lines. We want to be focused on, okay, I want my child to be healthy. So how? what are the changes that we can make to improve their health rather than help them lose weight? And when it comes to us talking about this with our kids, you know, that is really important. I remember when I was consulting, um, oh, it was just this very awkward conversation. I had a mum bring her child in. She was, you know, she was concerned about her child's weight, but the way she was talking about it in front of her child, you know, I just sort of had to had to end the conversation and um, take mum aside and have a bit of a chat to her about like let's fo- let's make this focused on health rather than weight. So. We really do need to be careful about the language we are using. And that brings me into the second point is that we want to be focusing on being a healthy role model for our child. And of course, you know, the earlier we can we can sort of implement this, the better. But some of us, you know, may not have the healthiest habits. We may be on a health changing journey ourselves, and that's absolutely fine as well. But um, we want to be a, a role model um, for healthy habits. So, um, you know, that can include the, the sorts of foods that we're eating, um, our lifestyle, uh, what we give our kids access to. You know, as parents, we do have control over what foods our kids have access to somewhat inside the home. You know, we don't want to be bringing in a heap of sugary snacks and junk food and telling our, our child that that maybe we're concerned about their weight, that they can't have those foods. You know, it needs to be a family change. So we don't want to be making healthy changes for one person in the family without everyone else doing it as well. So we want to be a healthy role model and the family unit as a whole, um, you know, we want to be making or moving towards healthier habits. And this is really important in terms of the way we as parents talk about our bodies, about our weight. You know, we don't want our kids seeing uh, seeing us weighing ourselves every day or talking about, you know, how we don't like this part of our body or we wish that we weren't so, um, you know, chubby here or, or any of that sort of thing. And this goes for the way we're talking about other people's bodies as well. So we do just really need to be careful, again, focusing on health rather than weight um, and being a healthy role model in that way. So those are, you know, two really important keys that um, I think uh, I think everyone sort of needs to lead with. Um, and then we want to start thinking about what are some of the, the changes that we can make as a family to healthify our lifestyle um, and also our diet. So let's start with lifestyle. 
So really important to um, be focusing on the the foundations. Healthy sleep is really important. Um, you know, getting enough sleep, uh, going to bed at a, at, at a decent time. So we've got energy in the morning. So think about how well your child is sleeping and how you can implement healthier sort of sleep routines if they're struggling to get off to sleep or you feel like they're not getting enough sleep. This can be really common in the, you know, in the puberty and teenage years we know, um, you know, teenagers. And I can speak from experience with this. My kids used to get up so early. They were really early risers when they were little. You know, I remember being up at the crack of dawn being like, God, how am I going to get through this day? And now, you know, I'm lucky if they're appearing out of their bedrooms um, by 9, 10 a.m. on a weekend. And I just still cannot believe it. Um, But the teenage brain does tend to, um, you know, need those sort of longer sleep-ins and and tends to sort of stay up later at night, which of course, the longer sleep-ins aren't possible when they're going to school. So looking at sleep habits and how you can healthify those is really important. And then of course, there's activity, there's movement. We want to be promoting um, moving our bodies as opposed to we need to exercise more. We need to ramp up the exercise. I like to talk about it as movement. And again, implementing this as a family, promoting fun activities, being active together on the weekends. You know, sports are great, but I know, um, you know, not all kids are into sports. And especially if kids are struggling um, with, you know, carrying extra weight. They may not be sporty kids or they might be, um, you know, adverse to sort of sports because of experiences that they've had before. So just because your child is not sporty doesn't mean they can't, um, you know, be active. So we we need to get a bit more creative, you know, challenges as a family, um, counting steps, all of those sorts of things can be can be really great. Having little competitions within the family about who's done the most steps and how can we get our steps up, up you know, we're, we haven't got our steps up, you know, dinner time, after dinner time, let's all go for a walk together. So making games and challenges, promoting fun activities, being active as a family um, can, can really help. And of course, getting your kids involved in different active activities that they might enjoy. If it's not sports, you know, do they, would they enjoy um, surfing or dancing or skateboarding or Um, you know, bike riding. So it doesn't have to be sport, but movement, of course, is really important. And so many kids are just not getting enough movement. Being outside is really important as well. Of course, you know, that outdoor, when kids are outdoors, they do tend to move more. Um, But we also know that there's a link between low vitamin D levels and um, being overweight and or obese in both kids and adults. So when our kids are spending more time outside, I've talked about this on the podcast before that so many kids are just not spending nowhere near enough time outside. And kids these days are spending about half the amount of time out in outdoor environments than we did as children. And, um, you know, being outdoors is one of the best ways to optimize your vitamin D levels. So vitamin D really important um, to be thinking about when it comes to weight management in children. And then of course, we want to be looking at 
the the, the stress, you know, our kids' relationships, um, you know, there's so many, many, um, obviously so many issues with bullying or, um, you know, kids not fitting in and all of that sort of thing, which are very complex issues that we um, – but but we want to be thinking about that and addressing those, you know, talking to schools, um, counselling, all of that can be really helpful here. And of course, mental health. When our kids are struggling with their mental health, whether it be anxiety or low mood or, you know, social um, challenges, they are got, you know, it can lead them down to down into a negative spiral of uh, reaching for the wrong foods, um, you know, or the the um, a more unhealthy sort of foods, not feeling motivated to exercise. So these things we want to be looking at and addressing as well. Okay, let's move on to diet, food intake. I'm not talking about putting kids on a diet. I never, ever would recommend putting your child onto a calorie-restricted or weight loss diet of any sort. My big tip here is to focus on the things that you want to get more of into your kid's diet. So focusing on, again, those health promoting foods. We're not changing our diet, you know, to lose weight, um, although that might be part of the picture, but we're wanting, wanting to really focus on what foods do we need to eat more of to be healthier. And again, changes to the whole family is really important here as well. So number one is hydration. You know, so many kids are getting so much extra sugar and calories through things that they are drinking, whether it's sport drinks or soft drinks or juices um, or, you know, flavored milks, those sorts of things. So back to basics, the primary source of fluids should be water, save the juice and the soft drinks and all of those other things for occasional use, intake, special occasions, you know, don't have those sorts of things in the house, um, you know, as a, as a general rule. So making sure your kids are drinking enough water is really important. You know, so many kids can feel like they're hungry, but they're really thirsty. Um, so I, I'm going to be talking a little bit about, um, you know, those, those uh, recognizing when or helping your kids recognize when they're hungry and full as well. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not recommending that if your kids are hungry, that you tell them to drink water instead, but make water the the main sort of fluid that your kids are um, drinking. And hydration is really important for overall health. The second most important thing when it comes to diet is ensuring that your kids are getting good variety and sticking to predominantly whole foods. So whole food variety, fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and, um, you know, protein, legumes, whole grains. But a good variety of foods will ensure that your kids are getting balanced nutrition and and their nutrient um, needs are being met. Uh, variety is also really important for microbiome health. So the gut microbiome is really important for 
overall health and inflammation, uh, keeping inflammation levels down, which I'll talk a bit more about that in a moment as well. Um, So when our kids and ourselves as well, this is applicable to adults, eat a variety of plant foods particularly, it's not only improving their nutrition, they're, you know, getting plenty of fiber. It's also helping with that diversity of the microbiome, which is important for overall health. So try and get your kids involved in, you know, picking some different fruits and vegetables and, um, you know, those sorts of things that they might not have tried or you haven't had in the house for a while. Don't get stuck in that rut like so many of us can of buying, you know, just the apples and the bananas and the, um, I don't know, potatoes and broccoli and carrots and peas. Try and get a bit more variety in through the, the different foods that your kids are eating. And when it comes to like, you know, the, the makeup of a meal on the plate, we want to be ensuring at every meal our kids are getting some protein. Protein is so important for kids in general. Um, And when we're talking about, you know, being concerned about your child's weight, protein helps to keep your kids fuller for longer um, and it helps to balance blood sugar levels, which is really important. So including protein at every meal, breakfast, lunch and dinner and protein rich snacks are great as well. So I'm talking about things like eggs, chicken, fish, meat, nuts, seeds, legumes, they're all high protein foods. We also want to make sure our kids' meals include some healthy fats. Again, they will um, help to keep our kids fuller for longer um, and are really important for overall health. So things like olive oil and avocados and coconut oil and nuts and seeds um, and healthy fats within you know, meat and animal products as well in eggs and, um, you know, slow cooked meals, uh, slow cooked meats and that sort of thing. So healthy fats are really important. And then when it comes to carbohydrates, now most of us, you know, mums listening and, and probably dads as well have, you know, have heard all the things about carbohydrates and how they're the things we want to be avoiding. Carbs are the things we want to be avoiding if we are thinking about weight and weight loss. But the thing is, kids need their carbohydrates. Their bodies are growing. They're generally a lot more active than us. But we just want to make sure that they're eating healthy carbohydrates. So more of the complex carbohydrates, the whole grain carbohydrates, rather than the white beige foods. Um, you know, if we can start to make switches over from white rice to brown rice, from white bread to rye bread, for example, or whole grain um, bread. All of that is going to make a difference to nutrient levels and also a huge difference to fiber intake, uh, which is super important as well. And then, of course, in every meal, we want to try and include some veggies um, and or some legumes like chickpeas, lentils, um, that sort of thing um, are really good as well. So if we've got the protein, the healthy fats, some complex carbohydrates, um, vegetables, legumes, Legumes, uh, that really does make up a good, healthy plate. We don't want to be limiting the portions that our kids are eating if, if we are concerned about their weight. We don't want to be, you know, giving them smaller, serving them up smaller portions. As long as we are giving our kids, um, you know, access to good quality protein, healthy fats, complex carbohydrates, vegetables, legumes at every meal, um, then that is great. 
Now, I also talked about protein-rich snacks. So snack time is, is a time where a lot of extra sugar and, you know, unnecessary empty calories can creep into our diets and our kids' diets. So we want to really um, focus on healthy, protein-rich snacks. So that could be some nuts and seeds, like a protein smoothie, um, maybe, you know, a boiled egg or some leftover chicken from the night before, um, bliss balls can make, or, or, you know, healthy, healthy muesli bars that you've made that have, have lots of nuts and seeds and protein rich foods in there, um, can be great as well. And one thing we do want to focus on reducing, and this is uh, applicable for all kids, um, you know, this, this got definitely goes along the lines of focusing on you know, healthy rather than weight. We want to be reducing the sugary, sweet foods, um, but we don't want to forbid those altogether. You know, we don't want to have conversations or say, no, you can't eat those. You know, we're, we're trying to help you lose weight or anything like that. We just want to reduce um, the exposure to these foods, reduce how many of them are in the pantry, how many of them are in the lunchbox. And one really good way to do this is to switch from, you know, packet snacks over to more high protein um, snacks. And that will really help to reduce um, generally kids' sweet, sugary foods. The next thing we can do is to have conversations with our kids about feeling hungry and feeling full um, and potentially look at, you know, uh, thinking about how often your kids do have access to food. I used to use this with my kids a lot when they were little, um, kitchen open and kitchen closed times. I've got a big grazer. My daughter is a big grazer. She loves eating small amounts really often. And it was just when she was little, it was just getting out of hand, you know, and we had this issue where she wouldn't eat much of her lunch and then she'd be snacking all afternoon and then, um, you know, wouldn't eat eat much of her, her dinner. So this is a really common sort of issue in kids and that way they end up eating more snacky foods um, and then less sort of meal foods where a lot of the the nutrition comes in. So um, I bought in this sort of idea of kitchen open and kitchen closed. So it's breakfast time, the kitchen's open, this is what's for breakfast um, and then the kitchen's closed until morning tea time and then the kitchen's open. So whether you want to use that sort of wording or analogy, and again, this needs to be across the board for the whole family. Uh, we don't you know, really want our kids grazing all day because then they do tend to eat less at mealtime and it doesn't give their digestive system a chance to have a bit of a break. Um, so, you know, I'm all for the three meals and three snacks, morning tea, afternoon tea, and maybe a, an evening snack, um, but making those snacks nutritious, protein rich. Um, and then once the snack's done, it's waiting until next mealtime to eat again. So that can be, um, you know, a, a good conversation to be having. And this really helps them to tune into the hungry and full feelings. You know, are you full now? That's fine. Like you don't, you don't have to eat all of your breakfast or all of your dinner. We're not forcing eating here, but um, you know, think about if you're full because the next 
time you'll be eating is breakfast time if it's dinner time, um, for example, or what whatever it might be, uh, depending on that sort of, you know, loose meal snack schedule that you are setting for your family. Hopefully that makes sense. And then just to finish off, there's a few little things um, in terms of naturopathic and nutritional things that you can think about giving your kids for extra support. Now, I talked about the importance of microbiome health um, and getting in that diverse diet or variety in the diet for the diverse microbiome. So probiotic supplements can be really helpful for kids, you know, again, from a general health perspective. Um, What probiotics do is they protect the gut barrier and that can help to reduce inflammation and reduce things like insulin resistance and weight gain as well. And also, obviously, probiotics have really good benefits for digestive health, immune health, brain health, um, and and so much more in terms of, of mental health through that gut-brain connection. So think about giving um, your kids a good quality probiotic supplement. And if you want some recommendations for for probiotics, you can book an express online consultation with one of our practitioners um, to make sure that your child is taking the best probiotic for their particular needs. The other thing you might want to think about is just a good overall general kids multivitamin. You know, um, when kids are getting all of the essential vitamins and minerals that they need, it can improve their metabolic health, support their metabolic health, um, reduce sugar cravings, support blood sugar balance, you know, things like magnesium and B vitamins and vitamin D um, are all really important here. So a good quality multivitamin can be helpful. And then sometimes, depending on, you know, fussiness around protein or how you're going getting that protein in at every meal, you could potentially look at a good quality protein supplement, a collagen protein powder or a whey protein powder or a pea protein powder. Um, This is really only if you're struggling with getting enough protein in through food or you want like a protein rich, quick, easy snack, like a smoothie or something with some added protein powder. It can just be really convenient. But again, we don't recommend giving protein powders um, to kids without professional support. So do think about booking in either a full consultation or an express consultation with one of our practitioners if you're looking for a good quality protein, a good quality multivitamin and or a good quality probiotic and also some support um, with, you know, the um, that the health sort of changes that we have talked about in this episode. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear from you about how you found this episode. Please um, let me know. Email me, jessica at naturalsuperkids.com or you can reach out to us on Instagram at naturalsuperkids. You can send us a private message. I'd love to hear from you. As I said, I've been reluctant to talk about this topic 
on the podcast, but we have had some um, requests for this topic. So I wanted to have the conversation, but I'd love to hear from you um, in terms of how you have found it. Any feedback um, I am open to. So I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. And we will be back next week um, with a special guest for breastfeeding week. Um, So stay tuned for that. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week.